Should protective masks be fashion statements? Companies are capitalizing on the new must-wear items. Is it a public service or an opportunistic move? Co-host Julian Saunders of the award-winning Rich and Regular blog has a lot to say about it with me here on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in, uh, actually, I am not. I am reading from memory, but you know what? I am actually in the study of a home in upstate New York in Putnam County, Lake Mayapak. So shout out to all the people in upstate New York. Julian. Good morning. Good morning. This is Julian Saunders, blogger, content creator, and one half of Rich and Regular coming to you live and still in my home from Atlanta, Georgia. Doing a good job quarantining. Uh, This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape like Mr. Julian Saunders. Uh, We break down stories into what matters to you, our friends. We leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Pay Armor. This is really important these days, Julian. Joust invoice payment guarantee product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. That number may be going up these days. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Enter the promo code Money with Friends and get $100 in credits. Just try. Here's the URL one more time. Try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And Joust is spelled J-O-U-S-T. Julian, this is our second to last show. You've been so wonderful. Thank you. You are the greatest coach. Uh, I so I so appreciate your, your insight. For everyone that is joining us, we typically spend about 10 to 15 minutes before we start every episode, and that's where I try to absorb as much intel as possible to prepare me uh, to be um, as clear as possible. And so we're really grateful for you, Bobby uh, and Joe, and everything that you guys have done to pull this together. It's been a great experience. Well, we've loved having you. You're here for this show and one more show tomorrow. And then, of course, you become part of our alum community and you'll be back. We do alumni episodes between the seasons. So hopefully you will join us for many of those and continue to be part of the Money with Friends group. Um, And you've done a great job. You select a lot of interesting stories and you have a lot to contribute. And you've had a lot going on down there with your family. Give us an update. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so interesting. I think like everyone can understand we're all just adjusting on the fly. You know, people have been asking, how are you getting by uh, every single day? And we always respond like it, every two days, is too wide of a stretch. It's like every hour, you know, we're like constantly adjusting and see what we can do, especially since we have a toddler at home. Uh, we are trying to write a book in the process, which is just fascinating, writing a book with a toddler at home. This is about money during one of the most volatile times we've ever been in. And so it's been absolutely fascinating, but we've been enjoying the experience. How about you? 
it's been interesting. We did relocate from New York City to a house um, in upstate New York. And uh, as you heard at the opening, it's still an adjustment. I forget that I'm not in my home home. I'm in a different home, but we're fortunate to be here. We have a little more space because my stepchildren who are in their 20s are home. One is uh, has a, jo- a real job and uh, one is a student in college. And so we, you know, we just were very fortunate to be able to be somewhere with a little more space so we can all keep up with our school and our work during this unique time and it's also interesting because we all every time we go out which is not very often we now have face masks and we're very grateful my stepdaughter's boyfriend's mom actually made us some amazing fun uh, face masks that we have now as a family and so we appreciate that but how to get your masks has been a big topic we're going to be talking about that I want you to hold your thoughts let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the headline this is Tara from Rise Up friends check Money? Check. Friends with money? Let's do this. All right, Julian, you start us off here. This is a New York Times piece. Go for it. All right. Should masks be a fashion statement? Capitalist opportunities often emerge from times of trauma. That doesn't make the origin stories any less uncomfortable. Almost as soon as Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Prada, and Brooks Brothers announced earlier this month that they would be repurposing parts of their factories to make masks and hospital gowns, the memes and comments started flying. Patterns include gingham, black watch, tartan, reptile, glen plaid, and little sailboats, joked one tweet. Breaking news from the world of haute couture, since humans on Earth will be wearing face protection masks against COVID-19 pretty much everywhere over the next year, they're bound to become the hottest new fashion accessory. Ready for the Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Armani, and etc. went another. None of the cracks were true, of course. The masks coming from the luxury labels were unbranded and intended for frontline workers. They were not available for the general public to buy. But you can understand the misconceptions. That's because the masks coming from almost everywhere else are another story. Masks are now encouraged for all, teetering between medical necessity and fashion statement, whether conscious or not. Designers, entrepreneurs, and influencers sense opportunity. But if we all have to wear them, we should start thinking about what they say. Last week, Vogue posted a story touting masks to shop now. Almost every day brings an announcement or two or three of another company introducing masks or an old company pivoting to offer them. They are now tie-dye masks. They are now tie-dye masks. Mm -hmm. Masks made of silk, denim, and polyester and elastane used for bathing suits. Masks that come with reversible sequins like those pillows and backpacks that were a tween trend in the world before And then they have a little image here of what it might look like. There's a masksclub.com, which is kind of like dollarshaveclub.com, but not exactly, with licensing deals with Hello Kitty and NASA and Batman, among others. So you can advertise your taste in cartons or sports for $9.99 a month. Masks in tartan, camouflaged in batik, sparkly masks that suggest I'm ready for a party, and pinstripe masks that suggest I'm ready for work. Masks by Stacey Benday of Alice and Olivia in animal and floral print for $12.95. Masks by Kalina Strada made from dead stock with giant bows on the side for $100. A mask pretty much for every mood and income level. And now that countries like Morocco, Austria, and the Czech Republic, and states including New York, New Jersey, and Maryland, have mandated masks in public areas where social distancing is not possible, the burgeoning industry is only going to get bigger. All right, let's just pause there for a moment. We have a great audience here on Facebook Live where we are recording this episode. We have Annette uh, 
Look at that, Julian. You want to read that? Yeah, Annette Meyer. If we have to wear them, why can't they look good? I, I think that's a great question. And I completely agree with the sentiment there. Absolutely. Especially because we're not supposed to be wearing the medical ones. So we have to kind of either make them ourselves or purchase them from somebody. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are, are making them homemade for friends. As I mentioned, um, we were very fortunate that um, my stepdaughter's boyfriend's mom sent our family them. So thank you again for those. But we have to source them somewhere. And I think it's great that we can at least have some, you know, self-expression um, with these. And the other thing is that there are a lot of people that might be very reluctant to wear masks. I mean, we are complying in my family, but it feels weird. I had to go to the drugstore yesterday to get a prescription and I had to wear the mask. And sometimes it's not that easy to breathe. They feel awkward. Everybody's wearing them. hundred percent of the people that I encountered, everyone was, was, you know, in accordance with what they're asking us to do, but they, I don't know. I, are you comfortable? Do you have a mask? It's really interesting. The very first time. Uh, so my wife was, really ahead of the game. And so she got us masks. And I don't know if she was trying to make a fire community joke or not, but my mask is a black mask and it has like a white mustache on it, almost like <laughs> Mr. Money mustache. And so it looked ridiculous. But I'll be honest, I was self-conscious about it. And I think because of my natural rejection of how ridiculous it looked, I didn't wear it the first time. I didn't just, you know, I had it, uh, but I just didn't wear it. Um, but then when I got to the store, it was 50-50. There were, again, this was weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Some people had them on and other people didn't. And then I got really nervous because I felt like everyone wasn't taking it seriously and I was one of those people. And so ever since then, I've been more than happy to wear my little funny looking mask. Um, and when I went out the time after that, I started seeing you know, Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta Braves branded masks. And I said, you know what? that I, I could see where this was going. And then the time after that, I started seeing kids wearing them. And I said, it's it's done. <laughs> you know, there are going to be branded masks. And now here we are. And it's interesting you mentioned kids. I mean, you have a toddler. I assume that he hasn't been out yet. But if this goes on long term, I mean, this could be something where it helps children feel better about something, not just that they're wearing, but when they see adults wearing them. Because I think the first instinct could be that they could be very scared. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about that. I have not worn the mask uh, in front of my son. He's three because I'm pretty sure he would be scared that he couldn't see my face or that something was wrong, um, even if it was silly looking. And so uh, when I think about him, we haven't put him in a mask yet. But even if there were something funny, uh, I feel like that might actually help. And so if my wife and I were both wearing a mask and it looked funny looking and he would want to wear one too because he always wants to do whatever we're doing and so you know we may take it lightly but i think that there's something to the fact that if it looks good and you feel good um it encourages you to wear it then you're likely going to be in a better position versus if you didn't wear one at all yeah let's read a little bit more of the article from the new york times it says according to edited the digital retail tracking service there has been an almost 40 percent increase in the number of masks offered by companies in the first quarter of 2020 compared to the end of 2019. No surprise there. In a blog post earlier this month, Josh Silverman, the chief executive of Etsy, reported that in a single weekend, buyers searched for face masks on the site an average of nine times per second, and the number of face mask sellers has grown five times to almost 20,000. Wow. Experts are increasingly suggesting that masks may need to be worn for at least a year until a vaccine is developed, and trend forecasters are predicting that as a result, they may become a fact of daily life dawned by all of us with the same unthinking passivity as a coat 
and sunglasses when we leave the house. But does that mean they should also become, like a coat and sunglasses, an individual fashion statement, or are they rather a sign of something else? Solidarity and the social contract. Are they becoming part of the dress code? Um, as they become part of the dress code, the same tensions apply. The coronavirus is a, ten is a, is a crisis that respects no economic division Everyone is a potential victim. Everyone has been affected. The blue and white surgical masks that are currently the most visible personal protective equipment are democratizing forces, rendering all wearers equal under isolation. But here's the thing. We're not really supposed to be wearing those. So that's what I would say to that. Mm -hmm. um, it goes on further to say... Um, you know, masks, as a recent story in WWD posited, could even end up on the red carpet in the form of a couture mask. Kristen Siriano, one of, the, one of the first designers to start making masks when Governor Cuomo asked for help, told the publication he has made this fully encrusted pearl mask because I just needed a break. <laughs> it's actually pretty fabulous, he said. Maybe even President Trump, who has made something of a big deal out of his own reluctance to wear a mask, would don the accessory if it could be um, used as he uses his ties and MAGA hats, Make America Great Again, that stands for, um, to broadcast his own power. He did, after all, inaugurate a Louis Vuitton factory in Texas, currently being used to make cotton masks. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that from a business perspective, some people might, their gut feeling might be like, oh, this is opportunistic. On the other hand, don't we want these businesses to stay in business and employ people and buy supplies from their suppliers and support all the people in their ecosystem, all the people that have financial ties to their business? So they're pivoting from a business perspective. Yeah, absolutely right. And I, I love to see that because, you know, in d desperate times call for desperate measures. And so we've got to get out of this, you know, as much as we are annoyed by the term new normal. But listen, this is a very different time. Our country is very different today than it was uh, six weeks ago. Um, and it seems to be changing every single week. And so if that's what a company needs to do uh, to survive, uh, then I applaud that effort. And I'll take it a step further for individual people. I use my wife's mother, my, my mother-in-law, for example, she loves sewing and she always makes all of the curtains for herself, her home, and she would make curtains for everyone else. But we've been encouraging her to say, hey, you've got tons of fabric. You've got the machine. You've got an entire room dedicated to um, sewing. Why not start making masks? I know plenty of people who are making masks online. So, so she might be able to make masks for her church community, some of her friends, her neighborhood uh, retirees, all of those people. And so I applaud the effort. I think it's great. Absolutely. We did put this out to our Instagram money friends. We asked them, do you think masks should be a fashion statement? Um, yes or no? So what do you think our Instagram friends said, Julian? Uh, these are rational thinkers. Uh, and so my guess is 10% said it should be a fashion statement. Only 10% and 90% yes. said it should not? 90% said it shouldn't be. You should stick to the basics. Oh, no. Julian, they said yes. 58% said really? yes. They do think that masks should be a fashion statement. So I guess they're in line with Annette, who's here with us um, on our Facebook Live, who said that. And by the way, Annette also pointed out that in Japan and China, um, they also, it's very normal to wear a mask. So we could definitely see us moving in that direction. Maybe, in, you know, especially in cities. Because we wow. are, it's very hard to socially isolate when you're in a crowded city. There's just sometimes the sidewalks are just even too narrow for it even to be possible. 
No, you're absolutely right. We've um, and we've experienced that as we've been walking up and down our street just on those days where we just want to get out the house um, and change up the scene a little bit. Uh, people have done a much better job of kind of uh, making way or, you know, s- separating a little bit as we're going up some of these narrow paths. And so it's good to see that we're all taking it seriously. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily uh, always easy to do. All right. We're going to pause quickly to talk about Joust while uh, Julian thinks about his takeaway. We want to thank Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Um, If you've ever thought about starting your own business, which, you know, now this is a great time if you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and you are home, either working from home, so maybe you have some extra time because you're not commuting, or if you're unfortunately um, not working right now, this is a time when you could start thinking about what else you can do. How can you pivot your skill set and maybe start your own business? Well, Joust is a great resource for people. People that want to be entrepreneurs or that are entrepreneurs, um, great time to make your side project into something that's a real business. Um, one thing you can do is start your bank account with Joust. They are the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed, and they have something called Pay Armor, which is something that holds a special place in the heart of many people that own their own business and have receivables from clients. Because what it does is it's an invoice payment guarantee product, and it supports. Um, now we're going to say based on the last stats. That's 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. And as I said at the top of the show, I'm just going to bet that that is increasing. And it's more important than ever to have pay armor from Joust because they can really protect you. You can sign up for Joust and learn more about it by going to try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Again, the URL is try.joust.com forward slash MWF. If you enter the promo code money with friends, you're going to get $100 in credit. One more time. That's try.joust slash MWF. And I just want to add one quick comment before we get to our takeaways from Nasima. Do you want to grab that? Yeah, I know Nasima. She is uh, one of the hardworking uh, people out there. She's a nurse, and so she's seeing this every single day. Uh, she says, I have to wear a mask all day at work. Now went out. I think all the recycled CO2 is making me loopy. Um, I can only imagine, but I'm just glad you're doing what you're doing. So thank you, Nasima, and everyone else that is uh, in the healthcare industry. Um, and even if it makes you a little bit loopy, drinks on me the next time I see you. Oh, very well said. Well, thank you very much for being part of our community, Nasima. Julian, do you want to go first? You want the final word on this show? Yeah, this has been really interesting. And so I I, I love it. You know, I I think, you know, if people want to consider it a fashion statement, I think that's a great thing. You know, it's easy to see this as another glaring example of how differently the lives of the wealthy are compared to the everyday person. But here's the thing. COVID-19 doesn't care how much money you have or how famous you are. The reality is anyone could get this virus. And so if some people want to spend gobs of money on luxury face masks, lather their hands in expensive hand soap and quarantine on a private island, I'm all for it. So long as they're contributing to the greater social good. And so right now, the number one shared priority is to practice social distancing to the best of our abilities. And when we can't, We need to make every effort to encourage healthy practices. And so I'm all for it. If you want to have diamond encrusted pearl uh, elastic bands for your face mask, I'm all for it. So long as you're doing uh, your part to help keep yourself and everyone safe. 
I couldn't have said it better. That is so on point, Julian, because it's true. And you know what? If it makes, we've got enough on our plate. If it makes you happy to have whatever fancy face mask, I think that it's great that you should go for it. And if you make it yourself, great. And if you support a business by doing that, that's great too. Because from my point of view, for the businesses, so many clothing companies are hanging on for dear life at this point. Their hard-earned businesses were effectively shut down through no fault of their own. And I think they're being smart to both pivot and serve the public where there is a need. It will help people who who are you know needing employment to have work and not be on a government program. The government programs, we need them when they work as well as we're all trying to get them to work. They're great. But if we can have our economy function normally without this assistance, which does create debt that we'll all eventually pay for, this is a good thing. If having masks be more fun, gets more people to feel okay about wearing them, let's support them, especially for children who may find them scary. This is what needs to be done. So let's applaud the efforts and support the companies doing it. And, and you know, encourage people to wear them because that's what we need to do for the public good right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I am certainly not uh, a, a fashion forward person. Uh, and so that might be why I expected uh, only 10% of the people uh, to think the way that I do. Um, but the reality is, you know, when, when you're wearing something and you feel good about it, you do feel better. Uh, I found that and I'm sure uh, certainly um, a lot of our listeners would agree with that. And so again, um, if it makes us feel good, especially during these trying times, I think it's a good thing. I agree completely. Julian, before we let you go for this show, you're going to be back tomorrow for your final uh, recording, your final show as a regular uh, cast member here at Money with Friends. We're going to be talking about 401ks. Tell us what has, you know, where can people learn more about you and Rich and Regular? Absolutely. You can find uh, what's happening with us at richandregular.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube, all at Rich and Regular. Amazing. And you can also learn more about Julian and all of our cast members on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And you can see the article we just talked about by just going to the schedule and looking at the date that it first was released. And uh, it's definitely worth checking out this article in particular because this New York Times article had a lot of fun pictures of the different masks. And that obviously doesn't come through on the audio. So definitely go to Money With Friends Podcast, um, go to the date this first dropped and check out the article. And if you want to participate in our Instagram polls, we are at Money Friends Pod. That's our handle both on Instagram and on Twitter. Julian, thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Bobby. See you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>